Hello, you guys. Happy Tuesday, and welcome back to another episode of What's Stopping You with Kelsey Jones. I'm your host, Kelsey Jones, and in today's episode, I had the amazing opportunity to speak with Natalie Barbu. Now, if you don't know who Natalie Barbu is, you definitely will after this. She's absolutely incredible. She's an entrepreneur. She owns a consulting company called Barbu Agency, where she talks to not only individuals, but brands on how to grow their brand and their social media. She's a YouTuber, an Instagram influencer, and where I know her from is her podcast called called The Real Real Podcast, which is arguably one of my favorite podcasts as well. So in today's episode, we talk all about time management, productivity, whether work-life balance actually exists, her struggles as an entrepreneur, as well as how she is dealing with the pandemic as a business owner. It's definitely one of the more fun and lighthearted episodes that I've made. We share a lot of good laughs, talk a lot about the Skinny Confidential, give y'all some awesome recommendations on time management, skincare, many other random things, but Yeah, it was just a really great episode, and I'm so glad that I had the opportunity to sit down and speak with Natalie, and I hope y'all really enjoy this episode as much as I did. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Hey, Natalie, what's up? How are you? Hi, thanks so much for having me on your podcast. Yeah, absolutely. How's your day going? It's going pretty good. Um, Woke up early, got some stuff done, not that much going on in quarantine. (laughs) Yeah, I noticed you just got back to New York City. How's that going? It's really good. I was really looking forward to coming back. Um, New York is definitely like a hot spot for Corona, so I was a little nervous, but I'm just quarantining here now instead, so it's all good. Yeah, I'm going back to my apartment today right after I finish recording this episode, and I'm so excited, so excited to be back in my own place. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's weird. I've been at my parents' house for two months, and I'm ready to like get out and get, get back to my regular life for sure. It's nice being back home, like back <laughs> in your own space. Yeah, yeah. So Natalie, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself? So I am a full-time YouTuber. I've been doing YouTube for nine years now, which is just insane. It feels like forever. It literally feels like my whole life is on the internet. Um, But I also have a podcast. I have a full-time business and I do like consulting services and also help other businesses with influencer marketing. So it's honestly been a lot of fun and uh, it's definitely kept me busy, Mm -hmm. but that's kind of like everything that I do. So today in this episode, we're going to kind of talk about your journey as an entrepreneur, learning to manage your time and being productive in quarantine, um, as well as just like how you're faring with your business in the midst of a pandemic um, and just like the overall struggles of entrepreneurship. So if any of y'all are listening, whether you want to become an entrepreneur or not, I know that y'all can definitely learn something from Natalie. There's so much to learn from someone who has literally started from the ground up nine years ago and is here killing it now with her consulting agency, Barbie Agency. Uh, and I'm just so excited to hear everything you have to say today. Thank you. That's so nice. <laughs> Thanks. So why don't we go ahead and start with this question? Why did you decide to become an entrepreneur? So I decided to become an entrepreneur. I think I just kind of grew up with the mentality that I wanted to start my own business. Like I always, from when I was little, even when I was like 15 years old, I was like, I'm going to start my own business one day. 
that's always been something I was interested in. So for me, it was just, it came very naturally. Like all the time I was like, okay, what business can I start? What business can I create? And I tried so many different things. Like even when I was younger, I had like a styling business. Which like wasn't, I never knew that. It's not a business. Yeah, no, it, w- it was not a business, but I just wanted to start something like, I would just try to find creative ways to like make money all the time and to have something that it was my own. So I think it just like it became naturally to me. Like I decided that I really wanted to help people out with creating a YouTube channel to create personal branding to help people out with influencer marketing because it's something that I really understood and I saw that there was a need for it, especially from someone in the industry because a lot of people might help other people out with tips on like SEO and marketing, but like they're not in it themselves. They just like learn about it. So I was actually kind of like in the industry already. So I thought it'd be a great fit for me to kind of start. And it's been going really, really well. So I've had a lot of fun with it. Yeah. If y'all didn't know, I'm actually kind of working with Natalie on my podcast and Instagram and just my online presence. I'm so excited to see how that evolves going forward because I definitely don't know what I'm doing. I like to think I know what I'm doing and I'm trying my best, but I you always need outside help. You can never do all this stuff alone. So, so glad there are people like you to help people like me. Thank you. No, I'm excited. Like I think that it's just a great way to get to know people and also just it's different when it's very personalized. So that's something that I like really wanted to do is to create something that was a little bit more personal. So what are kind of the unspoken struggles of starting a business? Um, Definitely just you're on your own. Like that's obviously a pro and a con, but at the end of the day, if you don't do something, it's not getting done and you will fall behind. I feel like when you have your own business, if you don't do work for like two days, it's basically like you don't work for for like two weeks. Like it's like, (laughs) Absolutely. You can fall, yeah, you can fall behind so easily and so quickly. Like last week I was coming back to New York. I was dealing with some like personal stuff and I just didn't really work for like three days. And this week I just felt so overwhelmed and I was like, oh my God, I'm so behind. There's a million things I need to be doing. And it's really hard to take that time off because you can always be doing something and it is mm-hmm. your own. Like like I, when you're working at a normal job, it's like you're getting paid per hour. You have an hourly rate. So you know, like I was here for an hour a day. This is how much I'm going to get paid. But when you're working for yourself, you you do things like for free and then you get paid because like of all the things that you've done already. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, freelance, I can charge people. But a lot of the things I'm doing, it's like to better like to build my business. And that's not like you can't really put a monetary rate mm-hmm. on that. So it's a lot of risk too. like, are you wasting your time? You don't know. And it's yeah. just finding that balance of not working all the time and also being good at time management is definitely something that's really hard. Yeah, I definitely think like that's the exact same thing with college and school. At least for me, it's like if you miss one class, you've missed the entire semester. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah, it's it's hard. Yeah. So how have you been dealing with the pandemic as a business owner? It's actually interesting because I kind of started Barbu Agency um, right before the pandemic, like a few mm-hmm. months before. And I kind of – I now started doing like influencer marketing and like working with businesses during the pandemic. So it's kind of like why would I start a new section of my business during the pandemic? Like I hired an intern during the pandemic. But <laughs> I think for me, it's um, – a lot of my stuff is digital. Like everything is on mm-hmm. the internet. So for me, it's – it actually like – I. I haven't been that that greatly affected by the pandemic. People aren't wanting to spend money on marketing and stuff. So that's definitely been like hurting me, I guess, in a mm-hmm. way. But I also have way more time to focus on this because there's not really that many things to do right now. So I'm spending a lot of energy into it. So 
it's actually been good for me to start now because I can really, really, really focus on it. And everything I do is digital. So it's not like I have to physically be anywhere to do it. Yeah. Yeah. If y'all listened to last week's episode with Adrienne Finch, she said the exact same thing. And I completely agree. I'm the exact same way. I work from home. I'm a graphic design student. So like I do everything on my computer. So yeah, we're Honestly, all the people in the digital space are really doing well. It's interesting to see like how different industries and how different types of businesses are either like going way under because of the pandemic or like thriving. For example, I work for a shipping tech company and shipping is like huge right now because, you know, everybody has to have their stuff shipped to them because they're not going anywhere. So it's kind of interesting to see how like I didn't get into shipping because I thought it was going to like explode and boom but now it is it's just a weird time for sure (laughs) right right no it's it's definitely like telling of like how which businesses are surviving and which ones are hurting yeah it'll be interesting to see like how the world changes as a result of this I I see articles on Twitter all the time being like you'll never go back to the office ever again (laughs) or just something really dramatic Yeah. yeah yeah I don't I don't believe that I don't believe you'll never go back to an office again but I think that it's it's definitely going to change the way businesses are run. Yeah, I'm interested to see like if working from home will be like a lot more commonplace or like if you won't even be allowed to go into the office every day or like if you do go into the office, like you don't even have your own desk. It's just kind of like an open like co-working space type situation right. where you just like find a couch and start working in a meeting room and work with your team or whatever it is. It'll be interesting for sure. Right. So how does productivity look different for you as a result of the pandemic? I guess you kind of talked about that you have more time to focus on work, but have you been just as productive or have you felt like it's difficult to be productive, especially when you're at home all day? I have honestly felt like it's I've been more productive now than ever because there are no distractions. Like I'm not going out for a lunch break or I'm not going to meet my friends somewhere or I'm not even spending time mm-hmm. commuting, you know, like I'm not going anywhere. I'm just staying in my house or in my apartment. So it actually I've, I've been able to focus on it way more and I have been sleeping in more, which has been really nice. Like I haven't been forcing myself to wake up super early because I literally have all the time in the world. But I mean, I I do feel a little bit more productive because I am at home and I think I would drive myself crazy doing nothing at home. So I'm like, I might as well work. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. I am I'm a very like driven and productive person just like by nature. And so like whenever I'm at home and don't have anywhere to go, I'm always like still thinking about like what's the next thing I can do? What's the next thing I can do? Because usually like when you have a really busy packed schedule, you're going here, you're going there. Like you always have so much to do. But now that we've had like a chance to slow down, it's nice. But it also like gives me time to think about like what can I do to grow my podcast or my Instagram or um, just my career um, in general. So it's, right. it's a double-edged sword, but I'm I'm grateful for the fact right. that I've still been able to work and still been able to um, be productive and work on the podcast and all the things that I care about for sure. Right. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about time management because I know that's something that so many people struggle with. And I definitely think as an entrepreneur, time management is like key. So what, how do you go about time management as an entrepreneur or just in general tips um, on, for people who struggle with time management? Like what does that look like for you? 
I think the biggest thing, especially if you're struggling with it, is to write everything down that you're doing. So like if you, even if you go to the gym, if you spend a lot of time getting ready in the morning, if you like to spend an hour reading, whatever that is, just start writing down like what, how long everything takes you because I think we underestimate how long things take. Like we're like, oh yeah, we we only have to do three things today, no big deal, just like push it off. And then it ends up taking Mm -hmm. way longer than we expected. And then that kind of sets you up for failure. So in the beginning, I actually started writing down how long everything took me so like but from the second I started editing a video to when I ended editing the video I would like jot it down in my calendar so I kind of had like a that's so smart I guess like a yeah like a time mark of like how much this accurately takes me instead of just thinking in my head like I think it took me two hours like I wanted to actually see how long it took me because then in the future when you have to do when you do have to edit a video for example like you know how much time to Mm -hmm. allocate for it and putting it in your calendar so even things that aren't like meetings with other people just like putting things down that you have to do in your calendar and like when you're gonna do them I think it's gonna help you with time management because then you can kind of see it laid out like how is this going to get done? And realistically, like, when is this going to get done? And so that's kind of just how I've been doing it. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think that that works really well um, because especially if you're the kind of person who procrastinates things, uh, it's really, like, nice to see it on your calendar because it almost feels like a meeting, like you're required to be there, you're required to do it. Right. So that's something that's helped me a lot. The other thing that I do um, – just in general is kind of focus on time batching my time, uh, which for those of y'all who don't know what time batching is, it's just kind of when you designate a certain amount of time, it could be an hour, 30 minutes, two hours, whatever, to work on a task. And once you finish that two hours or one hour or whatever, like you're done, you don't keep working on it, you move on to the next thing. And I think that helps with productivity a lot because especially if you're the kind of person who gets really stuck on like a project and you don't know where to go, especially creative people, 100%. If you don't know where to go, you don't know what to do, you end up wasting so much time sitting around waiting for some epiphany to come to you when it will just naturally come to you if you just set it to the side and kept working on other things. So that's another huge thing that I focus on as well because I do a lot of creative stuff is to work as hard as I can for like an hour on a project and if I'm feeling uninspired and I don't know where to go next with it, I just set it to the side and do something else because at the end of the day, you're wasting a lot less time trying to think of ideas. Right. I need to start time matching. Like you're inspiring <laughs> me to start. Like I I really need to start and I want to start time matching kind of like by increments of like a whole day or like half of a day because I do have so many different things. Like I have a podcast, a YouTube, mm-hmm. my consulting, I, you know, like it's really hard for me to – do all of that just in one yeah. day like and I, so far that's what I've been doing I've been dabbling in everything in one day and I need to just set like Mondays are for podcasts Tuesdays are for YouTube Wednesdays are for whatever so I think I'm gonna try doing that and I think it could be fun to kind of film a vlog like Ooh. a whole week in my lifetime oh there you go yeah I I time batch the podcast usually on Saturdays so we're recording this on a Tuesday right now which usually I wouldn't record on a Tuesday but um, when I have guests I try to record on the weekdays because they're working you know um, but if it was just me I'd be recording on a Saturday and I just do everything on that Saturday I record it I edit it I upload it into anchor I 
I do the outro, the intro, make sure the ad stuff is all right, like literally everything on a Saturday. And then it's really nice because then I just designate like 30 minutes to an hour every day on Instagram, like talking to people, promoting it, all that kind of stuff, reaching out to guests. It just takes a lot of stress off my plate. I hate, hate, hate going into Monday morning, not having my podcast ready to go. Like that just causes me so much stress because I work on Mondays. So I I definitely think time batching is like the way to go, especially if you have like all these different things you're working on. Okay, you've inspired me. My next <laughs> video, if I do Whenever I decide to film the time batch week in my life, I'm going to give you credit because this is inspiring oh. me. <laughs> oh my yeah, I I actually learned about time batching from a podcast. So um, Was it the Skinny Confidential? No, it was oh, uh, Manifest okay. with Tori DeSimone. Oh, okay. So the Skinny Confidential yeah. also talks about time well, batching. Well, yeah, she might have done it first. I'm not sure. I don't religiously listen to the Skinny Confidential, even though I'm in their Facebook group. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, really? I need, I need to join that. I need to join Oh, my that. gosh. It gets controversial. It gets dramatic. It's honestly really? like it's a source of entertainment for me. That's like the main reason why I joined it is because someone told me like the tea gets spilt in that podcast or in that podcast group on Facebook. Okay. So like you should join if you want some entertainment. I'm literally on my phone right now <laughs> looking it up. Is it is it the Skinny Confidential group or is it the podcast group? I think it's just called the Skinny Confidential. Let me see. Okay. I'm joining the group. Oh, my God. (laughs) There was, like, a whole thread the other day about people asking, like, if – once the coronavirus vaccine comes out, are you going to get it? Are you going to wait? Like, what? what's your thoughts? And it blew up into like a like a 600 comment thread of all these anti-vaxxers and like science-driven people like fighting at each other. It was honestly a really entertaining moment. That's so me. funny. Okay, I just requested to join, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, should, it has 55,000 members, so. Wow. Yeah, but yeah, it definitely, for those of y'all listening, if you're not in the Skinny Confidential uh, Facebook group, y'all should join and then listen to her podcast as well. I need to get like back into. Do you have a Facebook group for your podcast? No. So I don't have one yet. And I don't know like if I should. Honestly, you'll probably have to tell me what I should do because you have a Facebook group, which I'm a part of. And I love that group. But yeah, I don't know if I should have a group. If y'all are listening and you want a Facebook group, like please DM me because this is something that I have no idea if I should do or not. And I'm really conflicted about it because I'm like, I don't know if I have enough people that would join or would care and if it would just like flop and if I should wait until later or I know some people like I was on, you know, Gretchen Garrity. Yeah. She was on Instagram live with her boyfriend's sister the other day and I was on, I was watching their live and she was talking about her podcast and she was like, I don't even know if people use Facebook enough to have a Facebook group because she doesn't have a Facebook group. So I don't know what to do on that yeah. front. We'll, we'll figure it out. I, I like Facebook groups. I'm a big, big believer in them. Yeah. If, I mean, if I keep growing, like I'll for sure do it at some point, but I don't know if I'm there yet. We'll see. But back to like other things that we, we were talking about, um, even though we got derailed by a skinny confidential. <laughs> so what do you think about work-life balance. Do you think it actually exists? Do you think that it doesn't exist? I'm interested to hear your take on if you think work and life can actually be balanced or if they're so like interconnected that there is no balance. 
I think it depends on what you do, but I truly don't think balance is like the right word for it. I think because balance to me Mm -hmm. means like everything's equal, like equal amount of time, equal amount of work, equal amount of social life, equal amount of whatever. And like, to me, that's just not possible. Like it's just impossible to do that. So Mm. I think it's all about priorities. So for me, my priority during the week is to work and it's to get stuff done. And that is going to be my priority. And I'm not going to hang out with my friends if it Mm -hmm. risks me getting my work done like even though I'm not balanced I'm not living a balanced life because I'm not hanging out with my friends I I'm prioritizing getting my work done and then on the weekends I want to be social I don't want to work so I will prioritize being social and not work and that doesn't mean that I'm having a balance like it's always going to be a little bit off I think it's just about what you are prioritizing and there's going to be some seasons in your life where you will not be able to hang out with your friends. You won't be able to have a social life and you're going to be working all the time and it's going to, you might feel burnt out after a little bit, but I just think that that, that's a, there's a season for that. You know, there's like when you're first starting a business, it's kind of impossible to think that, oh yeah, I'll just work for a few hours a day, relax at night and then have my weekends free. Like when you're starting a business, it really does consume your entire life and that's pretty normal. And I feel like it's hard to be successful if you don't have it kind of consume a lot of aspects of your life in the beginning. But I think then once you become more established, you're able to kind of maybe delegate things to other people, kind of take some time off. And then you might even work less. You might have four-hour work weeks, you know, and that's that's awesome. And then, you know, so I think that it's just about seasons of your life and like what you are prioritizing. And I don't think we should strive for balance. We should just like recognize that like sometimes you might not be able to have balance and like that's okay. I think it's interesting that people call it work-life balance when it's inherently unbalanced because you spend five days a week doing work and then two days a week not doing work. So like the way that the system of working is set up really isn't conducive to like quote unquote balance um, because again like Monday through Friday you're heavily focused on work and then Saturday and Sunday you're not focused on work at all like that's not balance you know so I definitely think for me personally like I really value just feeling my work and my life are like in harmony with each other it's not like balance necessarily but it's just that when I'm working I'm getting all my stuff done but my life is still I don't know how to explain it like the job that I have for example, like I'm very passionate about it because I love being a graphic designer. Being a graphic designer is part of my life. So I think when you find those jobs or find those passions that you have and you integrate those into your life, like it's not really about balance. It's about just like making it work in harmony together. I don't know if that made sense. Did that make sense? Yeah, no, I completely agree. And also it's easier to have work-life balance when you're working like a normal corporate job or working for someone else because you can kind of leave it at the office. You're done with work, that's it. When you are your own business, when you have your own business, when you're doing anything freelance, anything on your own, there's your work is your life. You yeah. can't you can't separate them. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, I think it just like works differently for different kinds of people. For example, like I am the kind of person who I'm totally fine if my work and my life are not separated. Like I love my work. That's part of my life and that's part of like what makes me passionate and drives me just in life in general. So I think different kinds of people work different ways. Some people just see a job as a job and a means to an end, but other people see, you know, their job as their life's work. So I think it's all about like perspective and just about what your purpose and your passion is. And, you know, it's never, it's never going to be balanced, but it should work together. Yeah, completely. 
So Natalie, how have you stayed productive at home? What are like your tips for people who are stuck inside and don't really know like how to stay productive, you know, sitting in bed all day, you don't really want to do anything? <laughs> what What is your take on that? I think for me, I'm just like a very motivated person in general, but like I would feel so lazy just laying in bed all day. So just like, I know this might be a kind of like bad advice, but really just think like you have all the time in the world to lay in bed. Like you should get up and do something mm-hmm. like I know that's kind of like true, true. harsh maybe sounds mean but no no that that's true just tough do something love yeah I don't know like you have the whole day even if it's for like three hours a day just like do something productive because you have the time like literally no one has an excuse anymore everyone's home yeah yeah I think it's interesting how some people are like I feel like there's two very different sides of the coin where some people are like, you have nothing better to do but be productive, like go be productive. And then some people are like, it's okay if you're not productive at all. None of us are being productive right now. You know, there's those two kind of like perspectives at play right now. And I feel like, I mean, obviously sometimes it's difficult to be productive when you're stuck at home and you don't, you know, the motivation like peters out. But I also definitely agree with you that like we have all the time in the world right now and there are so many things that all of us think I would do this if only I had time. And now is the time. And I think if you don't take advantage of that, you're just doing yourself a disservice. And I definitely hope that all of y'all that have passions or have goals that you want to meet are like working extra hard right now to achieve them because I hope that we never have to do this again. (laughs) And you will literally never have time like this again, hopefully. So I also want to say like, it's not to say work all day, every single day, 12 hours for seven days a week. Like that's not what I'm saying. But because we have so much time, like you can just work a little bit every single day because it's not even like on the weekends you're doing anything. So like, it's just like just a few hours a day makes a difference. So just do something (laughs) like that's, you know, like it's okay. You might have more free time during the day. Like you might end work at three. Like, honestly, I've been ending work pretty early. Like I've been like pretty having like honestly pretty short work days. Some days I have long ones, but for the most part, I've been having like Six hour work days, like That's not even awesome. a full eight hours. Goals. <laughs> but I'm also yeah, I know, but I'm also like on Saturday and Sunday doing a little bit yeah. too. Because like what else am I gonna do? So it's so I'm having way more free time like in the afternoon to cook or at night to cook, but like I'm still doing stuff because I know I have literally all the time in the world. That's honestly something I prefer as well. I prefer to be working less every day, but every day because I think it just like helps with routine. You know how like scientists or researchers or whatever say like to wake up and go to bed at the exact same time every day I think that routine situation plays well into like working every day it doesn't necessarily have to be on like the same things like for example even though the podcast is like really fun for me and I started it like as a passion I still kind of constitute it as work because it's like I am working on something, you know? So like that's that's why on Saturdays I work on the podcast and on Sundays I usually work on my Instagram. So like even though I'm working every day, I'm working on different things. And I think it just helps me like stay productive because then I don't get burnt out Monday through Friday and then like want to be a potato for the rest of the weekend. So yeah, no, I think I agree. Like I think that I would prefer doing a little bit every single day, but just having that like night to be free or having um, like being able to cook like a nice dinner, being able to FaceTime someone, you know, but still doing a little bit every day. Yeah, yeah, for sure. As well as another thing that I think helps people stay productive at home and something that I've been really 
um, focusing on implementing is designating different areas of your house for different tasks. Um, There's like a huge psychological um, reason behind that because you know how they always say like only sleep in your bed, never work in your bed. As I'm recording the podcast in my room. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I'm recording in my room too, but I'm at my desk. So I feel like I'm, you know, I feel like once I sit at the desk, I'm like, automatically more productive I'm on the floor (laughs) (laughs) well you got to do what you got to do usually you'd be out at your table so (laughs) but yeah they like they say like don't work in your bed because then when you're trying to sleep you'll be thinking about work and I think that's like really true for example like there's been recent studies where it's like if you're taking online proctored exams for like being in quarantine you should take your exams where you study for your exams because you're more likely to remember what you learned. So like I'm sitting at my desk right now and I took an on- multiple online proctored exams and I always studied at my desk and took the tests at my desk. And I think it helps me. I, I mean, I did well on the test, but there's like that research that if you are in the same area, your brain will pay attention to and remember things that you found important in that area of your house or that chair or whatever. Whereas if I was sitting in my bed, my brain would be thinking about other things that are important like sleep or Instagram. <laughs> Interesting. No, I, that, that makes a lot of sense. So we're going to go ahead and go into the Q&A. So I had some listeners ask some questions because I wanted to see what they wanted to know about either entrepreneurship or just productivity, time management, all that kind of stuff. So the first question someone asked was, how do you set goals and stick to them? For me, it's all about setting realistic goals. I think it's one thing to set really, really big dreams and have, like, I'm I'm all for having big dreams, but, like, you have to set something that is realistic. So, like, if it's not realistic, you're kind of set up to fail, Mm -hmm. I guess. And, like, setting goals, like, smaller ones that you can reach quickly because then you're going to feel more motivated to be able to reach bigger goals like if you can even just reach like I'm gonna post once a week on YouTube that's my goal that's gonna be so much more realistic than saying I'm gonna post every single day for a year you know like you're doomed to fail if you start too big so it's like start with just once a week and then once you reach once a week then be like okay let me see if I can do twice a week and then do that you know just Mm -hmm. for me it's all about setting setting up setting yourself up to succeed and setting realistic goals for you. Yeah, I've talked about this in podcasts before, but I will say it so many, so many times, is that the number one way I think to set goals realistically is to dream big, find that big goal, what's your end goal, your ultimate goal with whatever you're working on, and then backtrack. Think about what all the goals you have to do inside that large goal in order to get there. Because then not only does it seem like, oh, I only have to do these 10 things in this order in order to get to the goal that I wanted to. So it automatically like reduces like the level of intimidation to start. But also I think it's helpful because you can see like every step of the process, you are actually getting closer to that big goal. You see like the the whole vision at once. Right. I definitely like focus on that for sure. Like I have my goals for the podcast planned out to the end of the year. I had huge end of year goals for this podcast and then I decided to break it up by month. Like what do I need to do every month? What kind of growth do I need to have every month in order to get to where I want to be at the end of the year? And hopefully it happens. I mean, I'm working hard on it, but that can be with any thing that could be with college you know you could see like all of the assignments that you have to do in order to get to the final to get your a in the class or what grades you have to get and then figure out how many hours you have to study for that test to get that grade to get 
you know, that grade in the class. So I think that's the best way is to just sit down and think what are your big goals and then figure out like how you can build little goals inside that and then try to achieve those little goals on a daily or weekly basis. And that just makes the entire like dream way more realistic in my opinion. Totally. No, I completely agree with you. Yeah, I learned that from a podcast as well. So y'all should just start listening to, to all the podcasts because I, I definitely learned so much from podcasts. I was going to ask you, I meant to ask you this at the beginning. What's your favorite podcast? I like to ask podcasters this. I love the Skinny Confidential. I like oh my. really love them. Like, and you weren't even in the Facebook group. I you're know. You're not even a real skinny. I know. I you're know. a fake skinny. I know. Now you're a real skinny. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like really, really, really love that podcast. I think they just interview really cool people and they Mm -hmm. have really good conversation yeah yeah I definitely need to hop back on listening to that I fell off for a little bit but I'm gonna binge listen binge listen after this yeah for sure binge listen so someone else asked what are your tips for balancing work and college and you went to NC State and graduated so you probably have some good advice for college students and a lot of people who listen to this podcast are in college so what's your tips for balancing work in college or just activities in college, all that kind of stuff? I think, again, it just goes all down to like time management, prioritizing college. I know is a lot of fun and you want to go out every weekend and whatever. But like, I think sometimes if you do want to have like a side hustle aside from your classes and focus on something besides your classes, you kind of have to prioritize that over going out every three mm-hmm. nights a week or two nights a week or even <laughs> one night a week, you know, like you're gonna have to prioritize your side hustle because I never want to put like never put school in the back burner because you are paying so much money to go there so like Mm -hmm. please focus on your education but you can still do other things as well you just have to prioritize them yeah yeah I definitely agree I think they they also like noted especially in the midst of finals is just to prioritize you know your school and your finals and figure out what else you have time for and figure out what you're willing to sacrifice I think at the end of the day it's like are you willing to sacrifice your side hustle are you willing to sacrifice your social life like what are your priorities and what are you willing to sacrifice because at the end of the day you're never going to be able to do everything at once like we said like work-life balance isn't necessarily a thing it's all about like what are you willing to prioritize and sacrifice um so like finals week or finals two weeks I guess you have to prioritize school and whatever else you're working on and you'll probably have to sacrifice your social life which we're all sacrificing our social lives right now like involuntarily that's involuntarily (laughs) but but yeah yeah I definitely think it's all about knowing that you can't always do everything at once and no one can do everything at once. So focus on what you need to focus on. And once you finish finals, school won't be a priority anymore. You know, you'll be in summer and that's when you can focus on work or your side hustle or whatever you want to do. Nope, completely. I think that's great advice. And I also wanted to mention, because last week I mentioned this in Adrian's podcast episode, but I recently got involved with Home From College, and you actually took over their Instagram. Yeah. I saw that. Or you you posted – they have a highlight on their Instagram of you. So I was interested to see, like, what was your involvement in that? Um, so, yeah, they asked me to do, like, a Q&A and to kind of talk about – being like starting my own business, starting a consulting business. And I thought it was just really cool because I do think it's something that consulting you can, it's a very broad 
topic or it's a very broad like business structure because you can literally consult someone in anything. Consult anything. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought it was really cool being able to share my experience, especially going from being a college student to majoring in something that I'm not necessarily doing right now, but how I kind of mm-hmm. made it work and how I kind of like paved my own path. So I was really excited. I mean, I feel so bad for college students right now. So um, I just want to help out in any way. Yeah, yeah. So if y'all didn't listen to last week's episode, Home From College is a platform that is currently being launched and built to help connect students with industry leaders just to have mentorship opportunities or just learn more about fields that they're interested in. And it's just kind of a great way to continue to expand your knowledge on whatever you want to work in or go into after college while, you know, we're home from college and we don't necessarily have all the same opportunities that we had when we were at school. Um, So if any of y'all are in college, I highly recommend checking it out. I'll be sure to link it below like I did last week. I'm an HFC partner, so that's very exciting. I'm excited to see like what way I can continue to be involved because I'm so excited for all the interviews and all, you know, the the exciting things to come with that. So shameless plug for home from college. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's awesome. So someone else asked, how did you know that entrepreneurship is right for you? I know you said that you always just kind of wanted to start a business. So I guess this doesn't necessarily mean you in specific, but like what qualities are kind of required in order to be an entrepreneur or how like would somebody distinguish if like they would be a good entrepreneur? I think if you want to start your own business, you can. I think you just have to know that it's not going to be easy and you have to be up for the failures and the challenges and be okay with that and be okay with, yeah, you're in control. Yeah, it's all on you. But like, You have to take responsibility for everything, like all the good and the bad. So just realizing like being a motivated person, wanting to be your own boss and more than wanting to be your own boss, like having kind of a mission of like, why do you want to work for yourself? You know, just understanding that if if the reason why you want to work for yourself is like, I just hate going to work and waking up early and I hate being told what to do. Like it's going to be longer hours, you know, like you have to be able to be motivated. It has to be worth like putting in all the hours, putting in all the work for you to Mm -hmm. be your own boss. And I feel like sometimes people think owning your own business is easy. So really understanding that it's not going to be easy, but if you want to do it, you can, and you are capable and like just going into it with that mindset of like, it's going to be difficult, but it's going to be rewarding. Yeah, I definitely think if any of y'all watch Shark Tank, you'll see that's like my favorite show, honestly. Um, Really? Yes, I love Shark Tank so much. I could watch it all day, every day. But you'll see that like people sacrifice so much and work so hard in order to build all these awesome businesses. Like people will sell their home in order to finance their business. Like their life is like all into the business. So I think in order to succeed, like you have to, you don't have to sell your home, obviously. I'm not trying to say sell your house, but I'm just saying like you have to be willing to put your time on the line or, you know, your whatever like you used to find important. You have to be willing to sacrifice that in order to build a business. Now, I haven't ever built a business, so take it all with a grain of salt. But I definitely think from like what I've seen from you and from other entrepreneurs that I know, my mom is a small business owner. I've seen her grow her small business for the past like 15, 20 years. It definitely is not as easy as it seems. You have to be extremely versatile because there's so many things that you have to do when you have a business. Like you have to be able to understand and read contracts. You have to be able to understand the financial side of things. You have to be able to understand the creative side of things and the marketing. And if you just think about it, like when you're a one person business, you are all the departments of a business in one. Seriously. So yeah, yeah, it, it might seem like, oh, you have a great idea for a product, but once you get into it like 
building the product is only like one piece of the puzzle. You have to know how to sell it. You have to know how to market it. You have to know how to do your accounting. You have to know all these other things. Um, And that's why like it's awesome to like have a team around you. But when you're just starting from the very beginning, like you don't have the money to build a team most of the time. So I definitely think from what I've seen on Shark Tank, (laughs) entrepreneurs really have to be like able to adapt and just be flexible and be willing to learn all these areas of their business. And I think that's why successful businesses are run by these kind of people, because once they become the CEO of their business or once their business grows and they're the CEO heading so many people that they're really successful in that role because they started off by knowing what everyone's doing from the ground up. And then, you know, one day they have 500 employees and they know exactly what everyone's doing across the board because they've been there. So no, totally. You're wearing all the hats. Yeah. You literally have to wear all the hats. So I think if you go into wanting to start a business, you have to understand that maybe you have a passion for whatever your business is about, but you have to be also willing to do all the other things as well. Yep. Totally. So the last question that I got was, do you have any app or program recommendations for time management? Do you use any systems or project management systems or anything like that? Yeah. So I use Google Calendar to track my day and like write everything down, like schedule everything, but I use Asana for project management. I love Asana. Yeah. I use Asana for my job. It's awesome. So I've been using that because I just hired an intern. So we've been using that together and it's like such a great tool to communicate. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. If y'all don't know what Asana is, it's just like a project management tool, like Natalie said, and you basically can create tasks and due dates and assign like people to the tasks. So if you're like working on a team, it's great because then it's very transparent about who's working on what, when it's due, what the requirements are, who the stakeholders are, all those kind of things. So Like it could be great if you're working on like a big group project even as well, but it's also like kind of nice just working for yourself because you can see like when you need to do things and if a deadline is before another deadline, you know you need to prioritize that sooner deadline and you can just see everything at once. So I highly recommend using Asana. Now, I don't know if it's free. Is it free? Yep. It's totally free. Okay. Yeah. I I definitely use like a corporate version um, for my job, but if if you're using it by yourself, it's free. Yeah. So I use Google Calendar as well. And in my second episode of my podcast called How to Set Your New Year Up for Success, I talk all about planning and organizing and how I do everything without like a paper planner because I'm not a paper planner person. Are you? Me either. No, I was in college, but now I just have to move too many things around. So yeah, yeah. I was a paper planner person up until high school. And then I remember in college when I started, I got my first MacBook and that's kind of when, you know, my life became this ecosystem of Apple products that made it really easy for like the notes that I type on my laptop to go to my phone. And that's just like the key for me. So I like to use the calendar, but I also really like to use the notes app. And that's how I like write everything down that I do for the day. And that's how I time batch as well. I actually don't time batch in Google calendar. I every day write from nine to 10, from 10 to 11, from 11 to 12, like bullet points. And then I write next to each like time period, what I'm doing for that hour. So yeah, yeah. Or I'll do two hours or however long I think it's going to take, but I do it in my notes app 
because I find that even more flexible than Google Calendar because like if if it gets to be like 11 a.m. and I whatever I need to do, I really don't want to do and I'd rather do it later. I'll just like flip flop what I'm working on and just like copy and paste and switch them around. So um, that's what I do. I feel like everyone kind of has to go through some trial and error to figure out what system works for them because I, I don't think that there's like one solution for everyone. Right. Um, some people love paper planners. Some people like would not live without their paper planner and I would just never carry that around because all I need is my phone so I think you just have to like shop around a little bit hear what other people do and that's what we do but yeah you kind of just have to figure out like what you you do yeah it's like a very personal thing for everyone but I just like I really really love having like my google calendar Another thing that I know a lot of people use is their stopwatch um, on their phone. So like if they're time batching, yeah, if you're time batching, you set an hour on your phone. I think there's another app. There's something, is it called like Forest? There is an app. Is that the one? I don't know what it's called, but I know that there is an app for time batching. It's called like Tree or Forest or something about a tree in a forest. (laughs) And (laughs) basically what you do is you set like a time limit, like an hour that you're going to work on something. And I think it like disables your phone or doesn't allow you to use your phone. It's called Forest. You're right. Yeah. I just looked it up. Okay. Awesome. Forest. Stay focused. Maybe I'll download it and see. Yeah, yeah. So you you set like an hour for you to not do anything and you know you work on something and I think it like sets an alarm or undisables your phone or something every every time, you know, you finish that hour and then whenever you finish it grows a tree or like they plant a tree. Yeah, that's actually really cool. So plant real trees on earth and protect the environment with tree planting organization trees for the future they actually plant real trees yeah when you actually complete a test that's actually so yeah I think it's like really really interesting and also like the perfect example of a business that like helps people but also helps the world as well so if y'all want to help the world with your time batching experiments download forest I'm down I haven't actually ever personally used it but Natalie now uses it. So you can ask her all your questions about Forest. I don't – I mean, I guess I could try it, honestly. I'm, like, pretty good at time batching without it. But if you really, really struggle, maybe try Forest. That's I don't know. That's so funny. I'm literally downloading it as we speak. So now you've joined Skinny Confidential Facebook group. You have a new app. Like, what What else do we need in this episode? I know. You need, You're you giving need any me more so recommendations? Many, yeah, just send me, like, a Google Doc of a list of everything oh. you use. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I've really been loving the Ordinary skincare products if you need any skincare. Oh, thank you. No. <laughs> I've been using Curology, so I, I think I'm Oh my I've gosh, wait. I'm getting Curology in like a few days. It's coming. Yeah, my yes. skin's been breaking out and I've been using it. Give me the rundown. Okay, so I used to use it and it really worked, but like I didn't have that much acne, so it was like perfect. And now then you know how I just like love experimenting with skincare. And like I probably shouldn't experiment as much as I do, but I just love experimenting with skincare. So I was like it's like It's nice to get new yeah. products. So it's like, okay, I'll just try other things um and then my skin started breaking out again so I was like okay I'm trying Curology again and it's been clearing up my skin so I used to have really bad acne on like my cheeks um and I pick at my face a lot so that's like my own fault I literally like have to pop everything which is really bad but yeah okay so what I've started doing that has really helped me which 
this is what's caused my skin, I think, to be bad in quarantine is that I haven't been wearing makeup. So I look at myself all day when I pass a mirror and you see like your acne. But if you put makeup on every day, then you don't see it. So you're less likely to pop it. So I've gotten into the habit now that even though I'm not going anywhere, I put foundation on or like just a light like BB cream is what I use. Um, I put that on every day just because like it will help me not pop my pimples so if y'all struggle with that as well like try to find like a really like gentle like bb cream or something that's not like gonna clog your pores and not like a full face of foundation kind of situation but something that will like kind of filter your face for you so like you don't feel the need to pop it yeah because anytime i walk by a mirror if i see i have any pimple i'm like oh i can pop that and i should yeah yeah no i'm the exact same (laughs) way so like i fully reserve touching my face for like the moment that i wake up and do like my quick morning skincare and then when I shower and go to bed at night. So that's just a quick tip for you as well. Thank you. (laughs) But yeah, I'm trying Curology. I'm excited to see how it works out. I've never struggled with like cystic acne, but I've just like, Mm -hmm. I'm just tired of having acne, which it could be hormonal, but I don't know. We'll see. That's how mine is. Like, I don't know if you can see in the video, but I have some scarring and Mm -hmm. just like a few active pimples. So I'm just excited for those to go away. So those are all the questions that I have for today. What I like to do at the end of every episode is kind of address like the main takeaway. If someone were to listen to this, like what is the one thing you'd want them to know about like time management or productivity? So I thought I'd go ahead and let you address what the main takeaway from today is. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just honestly being motivated, understanding your end goals, setting up realistic goals, and just honestly doing them like just do it like I really think that that go Nike just do it like I said that exact same thing in last week's episode but yeah I think that's the biggest thing yeah you have to just do it and you have to start and you have to like there's no one else to blame but you're like I know it sounds mean no one else to blame but yourself if you're not doing something especially in quarantine when you have the time yeah So just make time for it and set up a few hours every single day and you'll start to form a habit and then go from there. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Like, especially like with forming habits, like they say, it takes like 21 days to build a habit. Building a habit, though, doesn't have to like start zero to 100. Like it can be like working on something for 30 minutes a day. And then by day 21, you're working on it for five hours a day or however long you want to be like focusing on something. So yeah, I definitely think that that's like a great, great way to end the episode and some great advice for all of y'all who struggle with time management because I know so many people do. Yeah, definitely. So thank you so much for being on today's episode. This was an awesome conversation. Um, Why don't you go ahead and let everyone know where they can find you? Well, thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, no, it was awesome. And you guys can find me at nataliebarboo.com or barbooagency.com. They all lead to the exact same thing. So like whichever one you want to type in. And then Natalie Barboo on YouTube and Instagram and all the other social medias. And then the Real Real Podcast is my podcast. And you can listen to wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, I love her podcast, guys. Y'all should definitely listen. It's one of my favorites. Even though like I'm not necessarily the most entrepreneurial, you kind of talk about like people who started businesses or started their career. I think it's definitely like you learn something from everyone, even if it's not about business. It can just be like about life. Um, So I love listening to The Real Real. It's definitely one of the first podcasts I ever subscribed to. And I think that's actually how I found you. Really? It's kind of interesting because I find – like I was talking to Adrienne last week and that's how I found her was through her self-made CEO podcast. So I'm pretty sure I found you like 
a year and a half ago through your podcast. That's so exciting because I feel like no one finds me just through my podcast. So that's actually really exciting. <laughs> I'm sure there are more of us yeah. out there. Um, definitely, definitely podcasters, like people starting their own podcast, find other people through podcasts. I think I had like heard of you before, but I don't think like I became like a YouTube subscriber or follower of your Instagram or anything except for after I found your podcast and then I was like I was in it yeah (laughs) yeah thank you (laughs) well I'll go ahead and be sure to post all of her links and my links and anything else we talked about in this episode in the show notes uh, for y'all to check out y'all should definitely go subscribe to her podcast check out her YouTube channel whatever she does her time batching vlog you should check out that vlog um But yeah, I am so glad you were on the podcast today. I could not wait. We've had this scheduled for a while now, and I'm just so glad it's finally here. I can't wait for everyone to listen. It was just such a good time. Thank you so much. This was a lot of fun. I absolutely am so excited for the weeks to come. I I definitely think that with all the changes that I'm bringing on to the podcast, like I mentioned a couple weeks ago, the podcast is just going in the best direction possible. So again, thank you so much for being on the podcast. And I can't wait for even more exciting guests in the future weeks to come. So you'll have to subscribe. You'll have to stay tuned. But I will see y'all in the next episode well you'll hear me in yeah. episode. I always feel like I want to say I'll see y'all but I'm never going to see any of y'all that sounds <laughs> that sounds really harsh but um I guess I will talk to y'all in the next episode have a good week guys bye <laughs>